Happy New Year, everybody. You're live with the Jungle Jumps podcast. Uh, you've got me on today hosting uh, Paddy and joined by me is Darren and Dan Olivitz, uh, Japanese based sports writer for the Japan Times. Is that right, Dan? Dan. Uh, that, that is correct. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, my friend. Uh, just before we get started, uh, Dan, if you could just give us a wee quick lowdown about yourself and how you come to be tweeting about Celtic and most obviously the Japanese fellas that we've, we've just brought in. Um, well, I've been I've been living in Japan about 15 years now. I've been following the J League since uh, 2007. Uh, I've blogged about it, written about it for a bunch of different publications, uh, websites. I worked for Goal.com. I worked for some Japanese websites. I, I currently work at the Japan Times. Uh, which is uh, the country's biggest English newspaper. And uh, one day I woke up and there were these rumors coming about that and Celtic were interested in Ange Postacoglu, who was mm. at the time at Yokohama F. Marinos. And uh, this was, you know, we're still mid-pandemic and every, all the press conferences are still um, by Zoom and all that. And so there was a game and afterwards I hop into the room and I say, I wait because there's three people ahead of me. And I'm waiting, and I'm sure somebody's going to ask the question. And the first guy asked just a bullshit tactical. Sorry, can I can I swear on this? Oh, Is that cool? Okay. Me. I try to be good. Um, listen, listen, this this is nice and loose. This podcast, you do as you please. Um, yeah, so I I, I I I wait, and first Japanese journalist asks tactical question. Second Japanese journalist tactical question. They get to me, and I'm like, is there anything here? You know, it's, uh, there are these Celtic rumors. Can you comment? And he's like, no, nah, you know, and, and he, he, he gave a non-answer and I was like, yeah, I had to try. And he was like, yeah, you did. And that was the start of it. And, uh, you know, I asked the question because nobody, the, the Japanese journalists here don't tend to ask the question. And mm. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I guess now I am, <laughs> um, I, 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 a cultural interpreter, I would call it, for, you know, trying, I, I'm enjoying the chance to explain how the, the J-League hat, you know, how, how we sort of function and about our players to Celtic fans. And I've learned all sorts of interesting things uh, about yeah. <laughs> about uh, you guys. So you seem to have turned into the kind of unofficial correspondent for, for Celtic in Japan. Kind of, um, it, it it's it's fun. It's it's weird. Um, it especially in the year that we've had the Olympics to cover, we still have the pandemic and and the impact of that. Uh, but you know, it's nice to from the start as a fan, as a writer, all I want to do is to to share about Japanese football with the rest of the world. And this is mm. one of the best chances that I've ever had to do that because we have such a, a big audience in Celtic fans uh, yeah. and everyone is really eager to learn about the league. And so if I have a chance to to, to teach y'all about the league and the players and, and the culture, then it's an amazing opportunity. Well, that's, that's, that's obviously something that you have been doing because most of most of us have been keeping up to date with your, your Twitter uh, stats about the J-League and Obviously, we've had the rumours about the, the three boys coming in for Japan for the last few months. And again, most of the guys that try and keep up to date with transfer news have just been constantly looking on Twitter and it's yourself that's been popping up. But um, we'll, we'll just get right into it then. Um, so yesterday was obviously, it was, was Hogmanay, 31st December. And Celtic put up an announcement pretty early on uh, in the morning that they'd, they'd officially signed three Japanese players who... We'd all expect he possibly 
maybe one or two possibly come in on today because obviously today is the when the day the, the transfer window opens up officially. But as I say, Celtic made the announcement that they had signed, and I'm probably going to murder the, the pronunciation, so you can you can just tell me off whenever. So is a uh, Dyson Maida. Close, it's Dyson. Dyson, Dyson, but pretty good, pretty good, pretty good first attempt, yeah. Thanks, Dyson Maida, Rio Hatati. Great, great. And this one's getting me. Is it Yoshi Adaguchi? Yosuke Ideguchi. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, right. So, some people at the H, so it turns into like Yosuke, I've heard sometimes, but just Yosuke. Yosuke Ideguchi, but pretty good. Um, uh, look, there are so. Don't give him any credit, Dan. Hey, you know what? It, it's been <laughs> half a year, and, uh, people, you know, Kyogo is still giving some of y'all a tough time. So, uh, just, just on that note, then, can you tell us how we actually pronounce his name? Because I've seen, I've seen a few places that are cut off. Maybe guys that are based in Japan are, are saying that we're saying it wrong. So it's it's just Kyogo. And, and Kyogo. it's just Kyogo. And and it's just two syllables, Kyogo. And I've heard Kyogo, Koyogo. Um and, and, and I'm not making I mean, I'm not making fun. It because it, it, it's you know, it happens. I thought that Fudohashi would be sort of the challenge. Um <laughs> but it turns out that Kyogo is is, is sort of and it, I understand how it turns from two syllables into three. Um, but you know, it, as long as you, as long as you're cheering for him, we're happy. Uh, um, that's, that, that, that's what it comes down to. You, you, usually, I, what happens, usually, what happens, Dan, is when when a player comes into Scotland and uh, there's a bit of trouble with the pronunciation, they're usually called either Jimmy or Shug, <laughs> regardless of what their name is. But, uh, what's happening with you anyway, Dasbo? Are you, are you uh, quite excited? Are you excited about uh, uh, the, the three signings coming in? It's like everything else in it. You hear about it, then you then you get all the YouTube clips, and then that's it. That's me. I'm in love already, um, and I'm scared to say any of their names now because in case I get it wrong, now that he's told us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'll leave the pronunciations to the experts here. <laughs> I wouldn't exactly say I was an expert, mate, but, <laughs> but uh, I, that's that's what we were saying uh, when I was speaking to you yesterday, Dan. Um, that you would be surprised if Celtic actually announced the uh, Idaguchi signing. So was that something that kind of took you back? It's, I, I, I've said it a few times. I, I'm going to keep saying it. Like, I'm not, I don't mean to slag him as a player um, mm -hmm. because he has the talent. He has the tools. He has shown us that he can be a great player. Uh, but it, it is weird. Um, it, it is, he is not the first player. He is not a player who... If you had asked me back in June or July if he was on Ange's list, I would not have said yes. Mm -hmm. um, but there is, you know, Ange has seen him in action. Uh, as I think I tweeted last night, the um, the goal he scored against Australia in yeah. uh, World Cup qualifying, you know, from from like just out of nowhere from twenty ish yards, twenty ish meters out. If he only scores four goals a year and they all look like that, then you're pretty happy. And mm -hmm. especially if you if he's contributing on the defensive end as much as Idaguchi does, um, th there are questions about his form. Just whether you know he had the bad injury when he was in Germany a, a few years back. He came, returned to Japan. He's been playing okay. Last season was a season to forget, but it was a season to forget for everyone at Gamba. Mm -hmm. um, as I've said, 
Ange is looking at this block of marble and he sees the elephant. I, do I see the elephant? I don't know. But I'm if Ange sees the elephant, I'm going to be patient and let him chip at it and see what comes out. And I think that that's the stance that... And I know that asking Celtic fans to be patient is like asking the sun to, you know, wait a bit before it rises <laughs> in the East. I know that this is a very tough ask, but I, this is what I said when Ange signed with Celtic. This is what I said with, when Kyoko signed with Celtic. I said, it's going to take a little time to get everything working, but when it does, you will be happy that you waited. And to be honest, I'm confident that Maida will be successful. Mm. I'm fairly confident that given a bit of time to develop, Hatate will be successful. If you assume that those two are very likely to succeed and you look at how Kyogo has succeeded, I think you give Ange a pass and you let him take the punt on this one and see what happens. Because worst case, you know, you're out a million euros and you sell him to someone in Belgium or Portugal or, Mm. you know, Germany or wherever. I don't think you're going to lose money on Idaguchi as long as he doesn't get a horrible injury or anything like that. But the upside, if he finds his form, if he gets his groove back, uh, then you have a very dangerous player in midfield, which I'm told you're very much in need of. Hmm. Yeah, um, we, we've, we've obviously been assessing the squad on the podcast uh, for the last few months now. Uh, if, if you go back to, to the, the end of last season, Dan, Celtic was obviously chasing a, a historic 10 in a row. It didn't happen. We ended up, the manager was left the club. We, we spent months waiting on Eddie Howe, which, which was an absolute farce. And then just out of the blue, you know, Ange Postacoglu was, was, was announced. Everybody, myself included, a lot of people on this side of the world were just like, who? Who is this guy? But what's, what, what, we've seen, what we've seen since he's come in is that he's, he's told us what he's going to do. He's definitely doing it, and the, the thing that kind of the thing that's kind of fascinating for me for me Dan is that our Celtic board is historically very very hard to deal with in terms of getting you know if a manager gives them a list and says I want these players you know it's it's very rarely that they actually go out and buy the players. We've spent millions upon millions on utter rubbish, and I say that with no disrespect to any of the players, but they've been absolute rubbish. Um, but you know, for, for Ange to come in as an unknown manager, excuse me saying that, but on this side of the planet, majority, it, it was unknown, even though since we've done more research, he's certainly known across the world. Um, for him to come in on his own, no fellow coaches, basically come in to a team that was depleted and get his first signing from Japan, who was Kyogo, you know, that, that signalled an intent there that, this wasn't a guy who was just being put out of place just to kind of take over the team, you know, and your, your scouts and whatnot would be buying the players. This is a guy that's brought in a player who he knows from Japan. So right away, those signs were good. And within those kind of months that passed by, there was names leaked out, like your, your, your Maida, your Hatate, you know, and, and, and you're hoping, like, you know, if these guys are going to be signed, that's a, it's going to be a big coup for Ange if, they, if they're going to be the players that kind of fits into his system. Because as it stands, he's got players to fit into his system. It's taken a wee bit of time. And as, as you say, like for, for us Celtic supporters, we've just lost the league last year. We need to win the league this season. It's a big, it's a, it's a massive season. 
in terms of getting into the Champions League. Uh, but slowly but surely, you know, the, the squad's been evolving under Angie's you know, philosophies. And I'm just hoping that these guys that came in are like a missing piece of the puzzle. You know, we, we, we've, we've watched these guys, Dan, as on the, the famous platform of YouTube when we're, try, when we're trying to scout players. And you look at uh, Maida, and he looks like an absolute rocket. He's, he's so fast, quick. And the, the thing about him is... I don't really enjoy stats as such, statistics, mm. but the stats that I have seen about Maida, you know, I'm, I'm really, really impressed with his, his pressing stats, even his goal stats to an extent. But what, how, how do you how do you think that a, a player like Maida, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with Maida and we'll work our way down the, okay. the rest of the players. But uh, Maida is, I think, overall the player that everyone's most excited about to see come mm. to Celtic. So how do you think that he will be able to transfer from Japan into to life in Scotland? And how do you think his attributes will help the squad? Uh, I think that of the three, Maida is the most likely to not just succeed at Celtic, but to become the sort of fan favorite that Kyogo has already become. Um, just has Mad Lad tattooed to you know to his forehead, just. Uh, describes himself as wanting to play like this reckless daredevil. Uh, you look at, you know, again, I, I appreciate that you're sort of not a stat guy. I'm sort of not a stat guy. I don't like, I don't like getting into the weeds on analytics. I leave that to my yeah. friends who are smarter than me. I, I, like don't, how, I don't, I don't, I, I don't mind the main stats, but you know, I think sometimes statistics blind an actual fact. Well, I, I think that there is a time and a place, and I think it's important, and they do offer context, but just. I I like um my my personal interests are more in the history of the culture of the zeitgeist um and, and so that's sort of where I approach from and as far as his playing style you know you look at uh the the J League does keep its official stats and they have sprint counts so just how many sprints a player mm -hmm. makes in per game and I think last season Maida was like seventeen of the top twenty right. Uh, you know, he is fast. He will get, you know, he, he give him the ball and he will get it to the box. Yep. Um, and then he, and then he will shoot and then he will probably score. Um, it is not easy to be a, you know, he was joint top scorer uh, last year along with uh, Landro Damiao who plays for, for Kawasaki and was Hatate's teammate. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not easy to be a Japanese top scorer uh, in, in the J league where we, we usually do have lots of, really talented Brazilian players who tend to play the sort of the poacher, you know, a lot of the goals tend to go through them. And you look, I mean, when Kyogo left, he was the J league's top scorer. Yes. And Maida has left as the J league's co-top scorer. So you've got a lot of goals. So we've, we've, we've done not bad. We've done not bad. So far. No, um, no, he is, I think what Maida, he has, I, you know, just, one of Japan's best in terms of pushing for the goal. And that is something that is an issue that we've had in the national team for a while where we don't have mm. strikers who can just dominate in the final third and, and carry, you know, carry the team into the goal in their backs. We don't have the Messi's, the Ronaldo's, the Neymar's who can do that. And we hope that Maida can be that sort of striker. Or, um, well, I mean, we hope that Ahashi can be that sort of striker too. But between the two of them, I mean, they should be the future 
So, so, so what, what, what type of formations would Mike Maeda usually play within his team? Because Celtic obviously set up with a, a 4-2-3-1 formation. So you're, you're literally playing with one striker and two, two wider men. So it, I, 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 as it stands now, Kinafura Hashi is the main man as a striker. So I'm kind of thinking that if Maida comes in, then he's, he's more or less going to be on the wing, but cutting inside. Yeah, I think I I think so too. I I would expect. I mean, I think four two three one is um what he was used to at Maninos. Uh, you know, I mean they 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 sort of shift up. You know, you get some weird formations in the J League. Um, but I I think that Maida played under Hastakoglu for two years, give or take. He knows exactly what he's getting into. As he said in his uh, statement on the Marinos website, I'm going to visit the boss. Yep. And and knows exactly what, like, he will know exactly what he wants to do with Maida. And he will find a spot. If it's on the wing, if he's putting Maida, if he decides to try Maida in center and maybe push uh, Furuhashi to the wing, I know that Furuhashi's strength is in the center, but maybe that partnership will work, uh, you know, if, if, because just the communication between them should be so good. Um, you know, Ange has almost too many weapons at his disposal right now. Uh, so he's spoiled for choice. Um, you won't have any depth issues in the conference league in, um, you know, in, in the premiership in anything. So uh, I'm excited to see, you know, uh, the more Japanese players we have on the pitch, the, the mm. you know, the, the, the better. Well, <laughs> I, I think, I think for me, it's, it's a good thing that, you know, obviously the, the three guys are coming in at the same time. So you're not going to be kind of, a player left on himself in a, an unknown land. And they've obviously they've got Furuhashi there, possibly to welcome them and you know give them the kind of heads up about life in Scotland. Plus you've got Fodge the Cockley, who obviously managed in Japan as well. Yep. But the, 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 just the last question on my head before we move on, uh, Dan, was that now I, I know Celtic have played some great, great football this season when it's been fast-flowing and open. Where... where where Celtic have failed a few times this season is when the opposition defence have basically packed their defence. You know, you've got kind of big players who just defend for their lives. Do, do, do guys like Maeda ever come up against defences like that in Japan and how do they deal with it? I think, I mean, you, you do get some very tough defending uh, in Japan because there aren't very many teams uh, that can attack so freely. Uh, there, there's only, uh, I think of Marinos, I think of Frontale, I think of Sapporo sometimes, I think of like what Arawa Reds are turning into. And a lot of teams mostly just defend and then press counter. Uh, so he, he will be very familiar uh, with, with defenses that sort of don't want to open up. And But I think that he has the technical ability uh, I think that he has the physicality uh, to get through that and, and just the speed when it comes down to it. Look, if if the defense is just sort of putting as many people as they can behind the ball, it doesn't matter if he's already behind you. And I think that's what you can expect from Maida. See, um, see uh, on, just to go back on to your Ange Postacoglu, I'm telling you, I was the first Celtic fan to break it. And if you look through my Twitter feed, I'm telling you, it was me. And all that happened was um, I'd heard that Eddie Howe wasn't taking the job. And then I looked on the bookies to see who the bookies' second favourite was. And I'm like, and I googled it. 
And then I'm like, so I put it on Twitter. I'm finding myself Googling this guy a lot. And then uh, down under Tim's um, from obviously Australian uh, Celtic Supporters Club, they come in and gave us a big um, history on that. So I, I came in like, yes, when it was announced, like I told you so. <laughs> anyway, anyway, see, um, I'm going to just call him Gucci until I can uh, work out how to say his name properly. I'm not going to try and murder the, the Japanese language here. So we my idea sounds like promising and from everything that you just said, it's like, yes, I'm re- now I can't wait to the, uh, the 17th of January we start playing again. So where do you see, I'm going to call him Gucci, where do you see him fitting in? So he is, again, more, I think, the sort of the number six position, sort of more deep-seated, holding defensive midfielder, um, really good at pressing, you know, like great at defensive pressing, uh, really tenacious when it comes to those sort of one-on-one encounters, great at forcing turnovers. And, you know, he can help build up the attack. You know, he's not going to be in the box necessarily, but again, uh, if he sees his window, he will go for it. I'm I point it take. Yeah, I mean, it's again, if, he, if he's scoring, you know, four goals a year, it doesn't matter if they're all just shippingers from outside the box. And that's just the kind of player he is. And he... Has we're waiting to see if he can get his that mojo back, um, but I think that he that works well with Ange's sort of strategy because I think Ange is very aggressive about getting possession, getting and winning the ball back when you don't have mm-hmm. it. They're not just sitting and waiting for the other team to attack and, and then just sort of forcing the turnover in your own territory. Ange wants the ball back as high up as possible. And to that end, I think Idaguchi is a good match or potentially good match because I think that, you know, he's the, he's the kind of guy who will get you the ball back and then get it to, you know, an attacker or someone who can move the ball upfield and, and, and push the attack. We've definitely saw moments of that, Dan, is that's, that's the way Ange sets his teams up. You know, there's a, there's a famous video on uh, in YouTube and it's a, he's doing a training session. And he's, you can hear the microphone, and he's basically saying you don't stop until they stop, kind of thing. What's, what, what I was going to ask you was obviously, the, the, the league's just finished in Japan, is that correct? Yes. Right. So, as it stands right now, Celtic are going through a bit of a, an injury crisis. The, we, were low, we were low on numbers for, for squad anyway, but then we started bringing in more players. But in the last month or so, you know, we've saw a lot of hamstring injuries. Uh, muscle injuries because obviously the the kind of pressing that Andrew's demands, you know, the, 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 how 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 hard he's asking that they work. So we 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 actually need a few players to come to come in and mm. try and you know try and force their way in straight away. So the question was with, with the league ending, how fa- how when, when do you think that if these guys come in and kind of force their way into the team kind of straight away, when do you think there might become a time? Like when the the fitness levels will start to peak because they've obviously just played a full season. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the J League uh, finished on December fourth, right? Or the first division. Um, Hatate would have played in the Emperor's Cup semi final, uh, which was on December twelfth. So they've had three three ish weeks off, mm. you know, to to recover, and I'm sure that. Uh, you know the, the the players aren't fools. These moves have been in the works for 
you know, weeks, if not mm-hmm. months now, uh, they understand that they have to get ready uh, for this because I think all of them want to, pl- you know, try to make the make the first team as soon as mm-hmm. possible. Um, yeah, it will be an adjustment because obviously I think uh, Scotland's winter is a lot colder than <laughs> yes. what they're used to playing in just over the course of the year. You know, it, it's uh, the football calendar in Japan goes from February to December. Right. Uh, and so we've got, you know, 1 p.m. kickoffs until the spring. And then once it hits summer, it's all 7 p.m. because mm. of, you know, it, it's it's hot and it's humid. So these are players who are used to dealing with the hot summers and yeah, the humidity and, and, and the temperatures and all that. And, and dealing with, you know, snow on the ground. You know, <laughs> you, uh, did, did you all do like the yellow ball? Is that is that what like is? Are there many snow games in the um, the yellow ball? Oh, all right, yeah, sorry, hey, yeah, using yellow football during the snow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that might be a challenge. I mean, uh, Maida did. I mean, Maida did start his pro career uh, in Matsumoto Yamaga, which is a much a more northern city, uh, and, and so he he will maybe feel a little at home. Um, Ha- because that 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 up there gets cold like they they have like snowfall on the opening day of the season uh cold and you know he'll get used to it um you know y- you do i think they do want to be wary of, of not getting injured of, of staying fit and staying healthy uh there is the question of uh national team call-ups in january because there is that window there uh that is not something you know that's for the japan football association and celtic to work out um i would expect kyogo to be called up i'm not so sure about hatate and maida um but it also depends on the border situation in japan and where the games will be taking place um so we'll, we'll see how that goes but you know i i think that if the first game is january 17th i would expect any of them to be ready my, my big uh, pal McCool just texted me there and he asked me, um, did he go into the starting 11? And if so, who then makes way for them? I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I think that you guys have me have a better knowledge of, of, of where the Celtic starting 11 stands. But I, I think, I mean, if Kyogo is in the 11... I'm not sure if you start Maida. I think that he can start on the bench. Um, Hatate, I'm not sure about. And given the the sort of depth issues at central midfield, he might give Itaguchi a chance. I don't know. Um, it would be weird. Like, and by weird, I mean unexpected. But you know, he can see. I, I think Hatate is useful because he can sort of a Swiss Army midfielder. He can play just about anywhere on the left side. Uh, right. So. I wouldn't want him starting at left back to start. Like I wouldn't want him tossed into the fire, you know, baptized with a, you know, as a, as a defender. I think that can get a little dangerous because he, as a defender, that that isn't his strongest position, even though he is capable of playing there. Well, that's, uh, that's that, that's the exact question that I was going to ask you next, Dan, because obviously we've we've saw a lot of Maida. And to me, he looks like an almost like a, a right winger who can cut inside. Uh, Ida Gucci, as you say, looks like a, a kind of sitting midfielder, number six type. But the one that's kind of confusing a lot of Celtic supporters is Hitati. 
And a lot of people have read that, you know, he's a left back and a lot of people have read that he's a midfielder. Mm-hmm. So this this is exactly where I wanted someone yep. like yourself to come on and give us the exact kind of lowdown. Who is this guy? Where does he play? So I thought you were going to sing Cotton Eye Joe there. <laughs> he, he started as a um you uti- I think I think Celtic announced him as a utility player which is let let's be fair like I would maybe uh, some friends have described that as disrespectful um I've described him as sort of a Swiss army midfielder um, bit of a chameleon. Um, he can do anything, uh, you know, in, in a way like um, sort of a, you know, uh, Manchester City is a Cancelo, like that sort of can play, can play a lot of different places. So mm-hmm. he started the J League season as left back just to fill in for injuries, uh, transitioned to his sort of regular position which is more wing back or you know central like left side of the midfield and then he made the j league's best 11 as a forward which is what he's registered as a forward yes he's registered as a forward right (laughs) In, in so the question of where he will play yeah the answer to that is wherever Ange wants him to play he can play he he can fill in just about anywhere but you know don't ask him to put on the goalkeeper gloves uh but he's pretty versatile and i think that that's what suits him for Ange's style more than anything else is that he can play anywhere so um, see, see see when he plays in midfield uh, dan because Celtic's midfield right now is, is really lacking someone who can kind of make the runs forward and drive through and support the forwards. Right. So when when Hatati plays on midfield, is he the kind of player that will that will break forward or will he kind of drift out wide and you know try a wee bit of skill or I mean, is he, he a passing midfielder? Or? He like he he's great. I mean, he dribbles and the ball is just glued to his feet. Um, it's just really good sense of pass distribution. Um, you know, he's not going to he's not going to assist. He's not necessarily going to, he's not going to score goals. He's not necessarily going to assist, but he will be sort of the third or fourth touch before the goal. He's oh, your probably. setup man. He's sort of the, like if, if you have, if Idaguchi is sort of like the, you know, the, like the, the central sort of defense tower in the midfield, then Hatate is sort of the radar station on the left and he's setting stuff up. And, and, uh, again, he can drift forward. He can even create, you know, send in some crosses and, and, and create some chances. Um, but just his versatility is, and his versatility combined with his technique, which is really good, is what makes him such an asset. And a- as far as the defending goes, I mean, he does put a lot of pressure on himself. He is passionate about playing, you know, whatever his coaches want him to play. He is very dedicated under uh, Toro Oniki, the head coach of Frontale. Uh, he does put a lot of pressure on himself and he does get into issues with fouls uh, when he's sort of establishes as a defender. And I think that's sort of just a, I'm not going to say it's a maturity issue because he is very mature, uh, but it's just about him putting the expectations on himself to cat that he has to carry the team and that, you know, he's in, in this position. So I think that Ange probably has a better understanding of how to coach him and how to put him in a position where he is supported 
and doesn't feel the need to, you know, to carry that section of the field on his back by himself, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it sounds like a workhorse, uh, you know, something that's just going to keep running. Um, just so that, so, sorry, so, Dan, so, Dan, basically, what you're saying is plan the title celebrations for me because it's coming, we're, we're bringing it back. Look, 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 I, I, I'm not a betting man, I'm not going like, like. I'm not here to bullshit you. Um, I am not going to say, you know, what's the gap right now? Five points, six points? Six, six points. Six. A two-game swing. But look, I think that with these players in full fitness and whatever other moves Celtic might make during this uh, transfer window, uh, it's going to be a tight one. It's going to be a very tight race. And uh, these players you know, have a lot of champion. You know, they, they've got experience playing for championship clubs um, in high pressure situations. Hatate in particular, having played for Kawasaki, uh, you know, in his first two professional seasons, two J league titles, uh, best 11 selection, you know, when Hatate is playing in the most talented squad in the J league, bar none, and he can establish himself from year one as a starter and keep that position this year, like, you know he's, ta- you know he's talented. Just no question about it. So, um, you know, you look at how he performed during the Olympics. You know, it, it's he, he got uh, more of a chance to show off than Maida during the Olympics because our national team coach is not the best at using the weapons he has uh, he has at hand. But uh, Maida and Hatate are both, you know, national international credentials. They, they, if they do not represent Japan and Qatar, they will in 2026. Hmm. That is how much how confident I am in them. Well, I mean, you, you look at their ages. I mean, uh, I think it's Adeguchi who's the oldest one. He's he's 25. 25. Uh, Hatate um, just turned 24. Maida is. You look at the you look at the transfer values that's been reported, uh, Dan. Uh, you look at Idaguchi. It's, it's the rumor is that it's roughly about eight eight hundred and sixty five thousand pound to sign him for a, a four year contract. Pretty much the same with Hatati. And then you look at Maida. Maida's coming in on loan for I think just just a few months, and then there's a clause in his contract where Celtic can activate a, a, a four year contract basically. And I think that's probably that's in the compulsory, million pound. Is it not? I, 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 I think it is. So that's mm. so that that that's already set in stone. You know that he's he's coming to Celtic on yeah. a four year deal for roughly a million pounds. So, you know, f- for me, I mean, even on a financial kind of topic, that's a that's a great cook for Celtic. So uh, uh, it's a pretty low figure for us to be paying out. Uh, you know, it how, is. How, so how 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 do they how do they kind of the, the teams in the J League feel about losing their best players for a pittance? This is an issue that those of us who, who follow and cover the J League have had for a while, which is that clubs, J League clubs are not getting enough money for the players that they are sending to Europe. Now, you know, I've gotten the sort of the counter argument from agents I know and that I've talked to that it is about assessing the market value. And un- until Japanese players start performing in the Champions League on a regular basis at numbers, you know, those that is sort of these numbers that you're seeing are sort of the fair value. Um, is it really enough? I mean, I think you look at what Kyogo got, um, 
and I, I just see, I just think of the numbers in yen and I can't even, I can't even like convert back to pounds. Um, I think no, it was, I think it was about 4 million pounds. Fair, uh, which, which is a very fair transfer. Very, and that was very good business by Celtic and very good business by Vissel Kobe. I think that Maida deserved more. I think Hatate deserved more. I think that you are easily, if they develop to their expectations and eventually when Celtic want to sell them to a, you know, a, a marquee Premier League club or whatever, easily, you know, you're looking at 10 million pounds and up. I like the, like the potential, the potential is there for them to get numbers like Takumi Minamino got when he moved from mm -hmm. Salzburg to Liverpool. Like that is the, that is the money we are talking about. Um, so the, the hope is that I mean, one that the actual numbers, because this is just what's been reported that the actual numbers are a bit higher and two, that hopefully there are other considerations if they got, if Yokohama and Kawasaki got sell-on fees, uh, that would be good. If there are commercial sort of, commercial considerations let's call it um maybe again i'm not spec i'm not i'm not breaking any news here i'm just purely speculating but but if celtic and yokohama have had done a handshake deal for a preseason friendly at some point mm. it wouldn't surprise anyone i think i think that would be great for both clubs because with with, with... With the same kind of setup that happened when uh, obviously Nakamura signed for Celtic, yeah, we, we 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 made an absolute fortune through merchandising. Um, I, I saw it myself. I saw, you know, fan clubs from Japan coming over to Glasgow to come and watch them. So if, uh, we, if we if we're going to have if we're going to have uh, Kyogo, you know, Maeda, kind of the, the brightest players in, in Japan, if that's what if that's what I can call them, then surely the merchandise kind of ceiling for Celtic is very very high. But as you say, that, that that would be great if we could absolutely tap into that market by coming over and playing. What Maida and Hatate in particular bring to the table is that they are coming from clubs with absolutely fanatical followings, um, and these are uh, fan these are fan bases that are not only very loyal to the clubs, but very 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 loyal to the players, um, and, and this is a, sort of a different cultural thing that that is unique in japan in that uh, in at, i think among celtic fans players come and go and you have the players that you like and the players that you don't rate but in the end it's the badge above everything right mm -hmm. in japan it is more i mean it is the badge but if your favorite player transfers to another club that does not mean you stop following that player there is a, a large number of fans who will keep supporting that player. You know, Not you see, to me. <laughs> right, 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 and, and like, <laughs> and uh, you, you know, that's like I'm not saying that that way of thinking is wrong, um, but like, it is sort of nice. It is sort of funny when you see like an old lady in her fifties going to a game, and you see like the keychain, you know, uniform straps on her you know on her bag and it's like the same player from every season and then the color changes because he changed teams but no, she still loves him right right <laughs> uh, um no but but it is there is that loyalty there there is that no. affection there when um yoshito okubo who set the record is, is the the league's all-time top scorer 190 397 goals 
um, his like Kawasaki fans started keeping the the Okubo meter, like just just as like this giant banner that was a tally of how many goals he scored. When he moved to Setsuo Osaka, the banner went with him, and he they gave it to the fans, and they repainted it and did the new colors, like. We have a very, you know, the J League family, unique. 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 Um, but but like it is a J League family, and there are rivalries. There are some very intense rivalries. Nothing like what you guys have with the other guys. Um, well, okay. But there is, you know, it is a family, and we tr- and the players are a part of that family, and so when Maida goes. There's still going to be a ton of Marinos fans who will become Celtic. You know that their Celtic is going to become their Scottish team, and they're going to follow Maida, and they're going to get the uniform and and whatever merch gets put out. You know they'll try to get it. Um, sorry, you. I think you look like you were going to ask a question. Uh, no, I was just about to say. Um, just going back to like a, f- a few points ago, what you're saying about the atmosphere. I'm telling you, Dan, they have not seen anything yet until they've witnessed a night at Celtic Park under lights on a European night, a night versus them from across the city. Um, and I'm telling you, and how do you think that, how do you think that these are going to handle the, the, the cauldron, which is an away game at Ibrox? Um, how do you think they'll, do you think they'll relish it? And then like, because they're basically, they're going to have, they're, they're going to have 55,000 people they're hating everything about them and making their feelings heard. Are these going to rise to it and say, like, basically, fuck yous, I'm here for Celtic and I'm here in bury if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I, I think that, like, you've seen how Kyogo has taken to that atmosphere and I think that these three, I mean, I, Hata, I think that they are definitely... <sighs> I think well, the last couple of years have been weird because of the pandemic and, and we haven't had the crowds that we should have. And I mean, just so you understand, Japanese fans have not been allowed to cheer or sing or chant at sporting events since the mm-hmm. start of the pandemic. And that is a rule that they have followed to the letter um, for the most part. Everyone still wears masks. We haven't gotten really back up to 100% attendance. And, and again, that's just a cultural thing. And I did see that question from Gavin. And I guess yeah, I, I hope yeah. you've re- ho- hopefully you know, we'll get we'll circle back to that. Yeah, that, that, that basically ties into the question that Daz I just asked as well. Yeah, you know. right. So the mentality, you know, but like, I think that like, when I think of how I expect um, Daisen Maida to play, I sort of think of uh, Yuto Nagatomo uh, who, because I, I I was an FC Tokyo supporter way before I, I became a writer, and uh, how he adjusted when he went to Inter, to to Serie A and, and and played for Chizena and then went on to Inter, like just absolute daredevil. Um, he is he will score at Ibrox and he will kiss the badge, and you and, and, and you will sell it. No, no, like he's going to be like the next cult hero um i hope and like he 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 has all the the makings of it hatate just as a personality like he isn't the as outgoing i i do i'm curious as to how he gets on like he will be humble i think he will be he will be fine um i i think that kawasaki fans would ask celtic fans like like treat him as you would treat one of your kids like you need to protect that boy 
um, and he will deliver for you. And Idaguchi, you know, not quite at Maida's level of rec recklessness, but he will make the hard tackles for you. He will play his heart out for you. He will give it, give everything for you. And, and as I said earlier, I think Hatate will too, because just he puts that pressure on himself. Um, you know, I, the atmosphere will be different. You know, they they have played in some big games. They have played in, in some uh, very adverse environments, uh, especially... Uh, the ones with international experience, because, you know, if you're playing for Japan, you are traveling to, the, you know, West Asia, you're, tra you're playing on horrible pitches, you are in some very tough away games. Um, if you're in the Champions League, too, you're going to Korea, you're going to China, you're going to places where they hate you, and they're not afraid to let you know. Um, again, I'm not saying that the, any of that compares to the guys across the, you know, across the city. Uh, but these are not, you know, babes in the woods. They, they, they understand what they're getting into. And uh, the, in, in circumstances like this, they are playing for one man and, and that is Ange Pasacoglu. And they know that they're like, that is, he is their crowd and he is the one who they have to make happy. And if they mm -hmm. do that, then they'll make all of you happy. It's one of well, us. It's one of our, it's one of our greatest uh, selves ever said, you're not for Celtic, you're not playing, you're playing for a cause, you're playing for a people. Uh, Tommy Burns said that, do you know what I mean? It's but honest, uh, and I can't, you'll, you'll know because you're, you're invested in sports journalism, so you'll know all about Celtic. And when you put if you play for if you turn up for Celtic and give 100% with fire in your belly and 100% heart, this, you get forgiven for bad games. But if you turn up and you're not trying, it's a very unforgiving place. Right. And I don't think that you'll have a problem with that with any of these Japanese players. Um, they know, like, Itaguchi knows that this is his chance to make up for the Leeds move that didn't really pan out. Mm. Like, this is this is the big... Itaguchi has been handed a shot at redemption on a silver platter. He screws this up, and he's never going back to Europe, and he's never getting... won't ever have a chance at getting into the national team picture. Um, Maida has been to Europe. He played in Portugal for a year. Mm -hmm. He understands that, you know, this, this is... The, he did okay in Portugal, but he wasn't quite ready, but I think this is his chance. This is his time. And Hatate knows uh, that there's never going to be a better chance, uh, and, and this is a real you know, opportunity for him. So I think they know what they're getting into and, and they see what Kyogo has done and they see how Kyogo's profile has gone up and how he's become a, a hero at Celtic Park already. You know, you score two goals in a league cup final. It's something, yeah, that, that, that's not for nothing. And, and it's just the start. I know that the, the, the real goal is at the end of the season. Um, and that's the focus, but, uh, they're gonna they're gonna give you their best, um, and we would expect nothing less from them. Well, that's that's absolutely brilliant to hear, Dan, because that's what we want to hear about new signings. I, I, um, I tell you what, Dan, I was sitting, um, I was sitting like twenty minutes ago with a hangover that was that would have absolutely wiped a better man out, and I was like, oh god, this podcast, I've, I've, I volunteered to do it today. And I was like, oh, my God. But do you know what? I've absolutely loved everything you've said, man. And I'm, the hangover's gone now. <laughs> yeah, and, and listen, I'm, I'm not going to, like, I, I think over this last half year talking to Celtic fans, like, I'm not going to bullshit you. Like, I'm not going to claim that I have 
the inside track on on, on these things. Like, like, yeah, us. all the time. I, I, I'm like, I'm just trying to provide the context. I'm trying to provide the history behind these players because we want we like all of us who who cover the J League and who watch it and and who follow it. You know, at this point, if a Japanese player succeeds wherever that is, that is our success. And that's our success for Japanese football. That's our success for Asian football, especially with Ange. Um, his success at Celtic is huge for us for the Australian game uh, because it does show that an Australian manager can, you know, come into a European club and turn things around. Um, and not and a lot of people before the season, you know, oh, who's this guy coming in from, you know, uh, from Australia? What's he done? What's he done? He's going to be sacked by Christmas. He got you. He got you a cup by Christmas. Yes. You know, um, and for a move like this to happen for four built like for, for four bolted on national team caliber players to join a club with such a history, with such a reputation as Celtic. It's just never happened before. So this is a historic moment. Mm. Um, but I'm fucking loving it, man. <laughs> but but I, I, I say I, I I say all that, but none of I mean none of what I say matters until they get on the pitch and play. Yes, like yes, yes. it is it is a historic moment. There are, as we've talked about, you know, the marketing potential there is massive. Um, we don't like to talk about how oh it's a chance to sell shirts because we're sort of yes. beyond that. There's 50 or 60 Japanese players in Europe right now, all most of them in top division leagues. Uh, and a lot of them are starters or getting serious minutes. So it doesn't impress us. You know, Maida, Maida holding up the, the scarf and wearing the shirt doesn't impress us yet. Him standing on the pitch will impress us. Mm-hmm. Him scoring goals impresses us. So th- there is pressure on them from Japan as well, because if they don't do well, if they like to sort of exist, then the media isn't going to pay attention. You know, the fans aren't going to really follow them. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's exposure, isn't it, Dan? If, if you come and play, and you've came from a country where you know there's a, almost a bit of snobbery about the, the, the terms of football, if these guys can come in and prove themselves, then you get more eyes looking at the J League, uh, which I think's which I think's happened. You know, you look at the amount of exposure that's happened already in the last six months since Andrews came in. In, in the know, last decade, I, I mean, I, I think but like because I, I started really following the league in 2007, I'm looking at it from my timeline goes all the way back to the 2010 World Cup. And the last J-League game I saw before that World Cup, uh, two players got bouquet, three players got bouquets because they were picked for Japan squad. One was um, Yasuyuki Kondo, who you won't know, and that's okay. One was Yuto Nakatomo, who I brought up before. Yes, yes. And one was Shinji Okazaki. Yes, uh, who, who went on to Germ- have a great career in Germany and then joined Leicester and won the Premier League. Mm. Um, you know, we've had Keisuke Honda, you know, we had Keisuke Honda go to uh, Holland, go to Russia, go to Milan, do his weird thing. We've had Shinji Kagawa around that same period of time, go from, you know, go to Germany, go to Dortmund, go to Manchester United. Um, we had Shinji Kagawa, or sorry, we had uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. The most famous one. The most fa- your, your most famous one, and, and who really sort of started the trend. But now it is not unusual for five or six Japanese players to go to Europe in a transfer window. I think we've already had six or seven this offseason so far. Um so I think that by now 
European clubs are very aware of what the J-League is producing. And especially in Belgium, in Portugal, in Germany, uh, they're rushing to find these sort of young talents to sign. Uh, what we are waiting for is the critical mass where we have Japanese players back in the Champions League, uh, as we did for a period of time in the early 2010s, uh, and Im impressing and, and scoring goals and, and making the highlight reels. That's where we sort of need to get back to. Um, Nakamura's... Right. Yeah, I mean, Nakamura just scored some amazing goals in the Champions League, but, like, in the last four or five years, Japanese players haven't really been getting into the Champions League. Lots of Europa League mm. play. Um, so if Celtic can pull this off and get back into the Champions League, and then you've got Kyogo, Maeda, Hatate, and maybe Hidaguchi lining up against, you know, PSG on a, on a Wednesday night, under the lights. Well, that, that's listen, huge. I've, I've, that's I've, every, every one of us are absolutely ecstatic to, to see these guys coming in together, Dan. Yeah, I mean, really, that, really, that, really, that really, is... Really, really looking forward to seeing them. That is uh, the moment remember, that people will wake, will wake up for. I remember saying to uh, Big McCool um, when Nakamura scored to go against Man United, and I'm like, oh, it's too far out, it's too far out. And he's like, easy, he's like, easy, it's in. And the next thing I knew, he was picking me up for three rows down because it was a, not me, it was a breathtaking moment. And I'm like, I we celebrated that much. I fell three rows in front. But what a night. Uh, and it's, I mean, he's iconic. And I would never, I'm not, I'm never going to say that, oh, any of you know, these players are better than not. You know, nobody can beat Celtic era Nakamura. Even Nakamura can't beat Celtic era Nakamura. I mean, you look, I'm sure, you know, we, we've all seen. Uh, the the New Year's Eve TV specials he does, you know, hitting the the topper off of the wedding cake or kicking a ball from, you know, across like from a backyard into a moving bus, you know, he just does that for fun. Um, he he was a singular talent uh, that will never be matched in some ways, um, but I think that Kyogo has done a very good job at, at picking up the mantle. Mm. Um, you look at, I mean, Celtic were the first European club to launch a Japanese website back when Nakamura was there. Uh, January 2006, I was looking this up for a story I'm writing. Right, okay. um, so they do have experience with the market. And I think that, you know, as you've, you've said, you know, you had fan groups coming over. Um, it's not going to happen for a while because of the pandemic. But I'm sure that the, the travel companies that specialize in like football tours are waiting for travel to resume because as soon as they do, there are going to be people lining up to go and check out, you know, their boys. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, at I'll, Park. I'll, it'll be, it'll be a nice uh, scene to have, have the guys back over for Japan. Um, but just, just listen, just thanks very much for, for giving us the, your, your insight into the, the three new guys. Absolutely loved it. Um, just for the last um, few moments, Dan, just, just for the last few moments before we finish up, Dan, uh, I just had a few questions about Posta Koglu and obviously, mm -hmm. This is all stemmed from, from Big Ange coming from, from the J-League. Uh, so just two questions before we go, as I say. Uh, what, was you, what, what did you think was the the biggest positives of Ange as a manager and the J-League? I mean, I think that he was very... Uh, the, the reason that we loved him so much in the J-League um, was that he believed so much in what he was doing. Um, we haven't really, you know, you get managers who sort of 
try to uh, you know switch things up and try to adapt and and ended up playing this sort of very conservative pressing you know or like conservative defense defensive football with you know focusing on counters and what we liked most about Ange was that he was just unapologetically fuck you we are playing attacking football we are riding or dying with this philosophy there is no plan plan b is plan a but f- like plan b is plan a but better um i think that like our media tends to sort of be heavy on tactics and sort of analysis and they loved him because he believed in what he was doing and he always believed it and he never doubted himself and i think that got him a lot of respect um and i think that you see that in how after he left the club marinos came out and said we're not going to scrap and rebuild we are going to continue building on ange's philosophy which is the greatest testament that you can give to a departing mm. manager well, yeah. you've, you've actually answered a question that, that we've asked a few times in a, a previous podcast. Does Ange have a plan B? So uh, I'm sure I'm sure Dale from the Celtic Supporters Podcast is going to be watching and he'll, that's his, that's his question answered. So Ange has no plan B. He just well, plan okay, a, I mean, I'll, I'll do plan see, A better. You, you, I mean, when I say that, like, I'm not, again, I've gotten in trouble in podcasts in the past. Um, I, you know, I, I admit I'm being a little glib, but like, he he is not going to betray his core beliefs. Yeah, his philosophies. He 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 his philosophy is the football that he believes in. Uh, that is what he is trying to achieve. And if if, it, if that means bringing in new players who can adapt to that, that's what he'll do. If it means you know uh, adjusting and shaking things up and maybe t- tinkering with the formation, that's what he'll do. Um, if it means getting through the half season cycle and getting to the transfer window, that's what he'll do. Um, you know, the, the first year at Yokohama was rough, ups and downs. It was very much a roller coaster. But then in the offseason, he got in the defender, he the, the defenders he needed. He got the goalkeeper who was better suited for the sort of sweeper goalkeeper mm-hmm. that he wanted and that he needed. And they won the title. So he is just always a tinker and he's always trying to pursue that philosophy and pursue the ideal of that philosophy. I'm loving this. And just the last question, Dan, before we go. Uh, this is a question that's been posted in by one of the, the viewers. Uh, we spoke about it earlier on that Celtics had a lot of kind of hamstring injuries uh, in recent weeks due to the, the, the pressing intensity that Ange asked for. So see when Ange took over in Japan at first, when he was kind of moulding the team into his image, did, were the players coming kind of pulling up with these t- types of injuries when they were getting used to the... The, the training and the, the asking of Ange? I, I, don't, I don't specifically remember uh, the injury situation at Yokohama. I mean, there, there have been injuries. In, they did have some, some injuries, not hamstrings, but actually some more serious injuries over the course of, of those, those first two seasons. Um, but especially in the 2019 season, they were very good about getting loan signings and, and, and people who were able to slot in uh, and fill those positions, especially the Brazilians uh, in midfield and up front. Um, the, the first season was difficult because the players do need to improve their conditioning and, and be able to, you know, because they're moving for 90 minutes. They're not sitting and waiting uh, for the ball to come to them. They are, they're going after and they are always being in position to create that pass, to receive the ball, uh, to move forward. Uh, so there is an adjustment period and I'm, I'm not surprised that there are some injury issues. I mean, midway through the season, it just sort of, it does take a lot out of you uh, to play that style of football for as long as they are. So it's muscle conditioning. 
Yeah, it, you know, the, the, it is an adjustment for the players um, you know, who have been used to playing different styles over the course of the, you know, before Anne showed up. I, you know, I don't think that there's, you know, it, it's not great, um, but it's par for the course, I think. Great, Dan. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you very, very much for your insight today. Um, I know it's New Year's Day. You're, you're back home in Philadelphia. So thank you very much for taking the time out to come and, come and speak to us and come and speak to the the wider Celtic support and let them know about the players that we've Okay, you go. As I say, just thanks for taking time out as well, Dan. I know, you, I know you've been busy with Sky Sports News and stuff like that as well. So. Hey, you know what? I mean, I Sky, I, it's it's crazy being on there, but like, I love I love these conversations more in a way because, like, again, you guys are learning about the J League and Japanese players. I'm learning because it it is a journey of discovery. You know, look, yes. I'm an Amer I'm an American who covers Japanese football. Like, of of course, I have lots to learn. Um, but I love that the, I love that we have the opportunity to do this sort of thing. And uh, you know, the more you know, chances for exchange and 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 learning that we can create, and that's that that's the beauty of uh, this community. Absolutely, and we'd well, be more, we'd be more than happy to have you back on anything you want. If you're ever over, Dan. Um, I've got my cool season ticket, and I'll give you his season ticket for a game. That's the dream. Um, I'm not. I, I, I've gotten so many. Uh, you know, I've gotten so many offers for pints that I don't think I'm going to have to pull out my wallet a single day once I get over there. Um, it's a dream. Uh, not until the situation gets sorted, um, because I. I can't I don't think I have much time off to take more to to do more quarantining. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully I'll see you. I'll be able to meet uh, some of the fans that I've you know gotten to know uh, online in person one day, and hopefully I'll get to see some of you guys in Japan uh, if there's that preseason tour. Maybe maybe not this year, but maybe next year, um, because I, I think that you will have you know you will you'll have an incredible experience, and it will be a different match day experience than what you're used to. Uh, but that's the joy of it. And anytime you guys want to come to a J League game, um, again, once things open up, uh, you will, I think you will be very impressed and uh, satisfied with the experience. There you are, Dan. That's your next up. Watch up, Salty. Wait till up dancing like hell, Bill. Thank you. <laughs> maybe, no maybe you're live. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's great. Listen, we're going to wrap up there, but again, thank you very much, Dan, for coming on, and thank, thank you, you. appreciate it for, for, for giving the Celtic support as much knowledge about these these new guys as possible because there has been a lot of questions. So I'm hoping you've answered a lot. Hopefully, I have, and I'm always happy to answer more. And all of us in the community are always happy to to do what we can. And you know, happy New Year to you guys and to everyone listening and watching. And uh, you know, here's to what should be a very exciting. Uh, finish to the season i mean five yeah, months hopefully. to go it's, it's gonna be a crazy five months but i can't wait to hopefully. see how it plays yeah. out well, well we'll maybe get you back on when we've won the title dan there you uh, go listen, you, 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 you enjoy the rest of your new year and uh back home in philadelphia yeah, mate. and uh happy everybody else everybody that's tuned in today thanks so much for taking time out on our new year's day uh maybe the jungle gyms podcast hell hell thank you <laughs>